You're listening to More Like This, the podcast for people who are looking to carve out more of their best life each day. I'm on a journey to help people realize that the pockets of time you already have are exactly what you need in order to thrive. Hello, hello. I'm Amanda Atkins, the host of the More Like This podcast. I'm a mom, wife, blogger, teacher, coach, The hats are stacked up so tall that sometimes I feel like they may all just topple right off. And if you heard that and thought, yeah, sister, me too, then you're probably in the right place. On this podcast, I'm just going to be sharing with you my journey from feeling like I could never get any of it together to finally grasping a hold of what really matters to me and starting to carve out my best life in the little pockets that I'm finding around those big priorities. So here's my story. I grew up in a small Midwest town, and I was raised with this belief that if I just worked hard and showed up for life every day, things would take care of themselves. It would all fall into place. I can't tell you how many times I would have this opinion that, oh, everything happens for a reason. And if something doesn't work out, it's not about what I'm doing. It just wasn't meant to be. I went to school, went to college, got my teaching degree, and then proceeded to enter the classroom as an educator. Life was going well. I got married. And then it was time to start a family. I was on that calendar of what I thought life should be. And I was ready, I thought, to start being a parent. Unfortunately, my body did not agree. My husband at the time and I spent a lot of money and a lot of emotional energy trying to get pregnant, and it just was not working. This was really the first time in my life that I faced a personal challenge that could not be overcome with hard work. And I imploded. I'm just going to be very honest about it. I reached a point where I hated my body. I hated my husband. I hated everyone around me who found their fertility path to be so simple. And so I basically just stopped trying to make my marriage work. And I stopped trying to imagine a life for myself where I would be a parent. No surprise, divorce followed. On the heels of that, I fell into so many negative habits in terms of the way that I was caring for my body. I got into these cycles of putting garbage into my system and then punishing myself with these terrible workouts all along, knowing that I was really punishing myself because I couldn't get pregnant. What was this body good for if it couldn't produce a child? While this was all happening, I met a guy who is really amazing, and thank goodness he was patient enough to stick it out with me while I started to sort through my issues with my body and the way that my life had played out to that point. We did get married, and at that point, we moved out of town. It was so good for me. I got to cut ties with pretty much everyone that reminded me of this life that I thought had failed me. 
as amazing as this opportunity was to start fresh and to see a new life for myself, that question of will I be a mom continued to linger. And as I started my new life with my husband, we still couldn't get pregnant. Fortunately, this time, I was more mentally prepared for this truth that I was gonna have to live with. And so we started pursuing more aggressive biological options in terms of looking at IVF. And we also started the adoption process at the same time. And so we were just in this holding pattern of seeing what was gonna play out. And finally, we got the call. We were given the opportunity to adopt a beautiful little boy. And let's fast forward. I'm sitting in my living room holding my newborn son. He is amazing. And yet, all of that hatred that I had built up toward myself was still there. Like, I still hated my body. My life was amazing. What a miracle. Husband, career, son, all in place. And yet, I had not figured out how to take care of myself. And I knew I couldn't live like that. So I started thinking about what do I do? How do I take care of myself? And I knew I wasn't going to cut anything away. All of these beautiful priorities that I had in front of me had to stay. But I also had to find time for myself. Here's the thing. At this point, my sense of self-worth and my faith in my own body was so destroyed that I did not trust any solution I was coming up with on my own. So I looked outside of myself and luckily I was living in one of the most fanatical running communities that I've ever been around in my life. So I just went all in. I saw how my friends and coworkers were training for these races and I thought, well, it can't hurt to try. And so I set off on a path to run a half marathon. Now I have to tell you that up till that point, I had never even finished a 5K. Nevertheless, I started training. I was going out for my runs three to four days a week. And by April of the year following my son's birth, I was ready to run my first half marathon very slowly. Uh, But I did it, and the sense of accomplishment was something that I'm never going to forget. As I topped the hill and saw the finish line of that race, I was so overwhelmed with this notion that my body can do something. My body can do something that I didn't even anticipate it was capable of. And it was in that moment that I had this tiny shift of, okay, if I can do this, what else? But my journey was far from over. I was doing the exercise part of it. I was starting to set goals, but I had not figured out any of the nutrition part of it. I had not figured out how to make time to take care of my home, to make time to learn the things that I needed to learn. And so what proceeded was just a series of baby steps that I probably couldn't even track if I tried at this point because they happened slowly and without noticing and without me planning for them to happen. Uh, 
But I can say this. The real turn in the bend for me happened in August of 2018. It was a brutally hot day. I know that for sure. And I was going out for a run and I was tired of listening to my playlist that I listen to all the time. And so finally I took the advice that had been given to me by a dear friend named Joyce to listen to some podcasts while I run. Joyce had told me repeatedly how empowering it was for her to listen to podcasts. And I was like, yeah, okay, but uh, I don't know if that's really my style. I got over it and I started looking for a podcast and I stumbled onto this one that was titled Losing 100 Pounds with Fit and Fat. Truth, I didn't need to lose 100 pounds. So I don't know why I clicked on that podcast, but I'm so glad I did because the podcaster her name is Corinne Crabtree, really changed the way that I was thinking about my weight loss and my fitness. I could not even begin to tell you which episode I started with or what the topic was, but whatever she was talking about stuck because in the weeks that followed, I was up every morning of the week ready to walk and listen to Corinne Tell me how I was going to change myself. And the thing is, she was right. If I would just do what she said, I could change myself. And between August and March, I have lost 65 pounds, which is mind-blowing to me because I was not planning to lose 65 pounds. I was just trying to feel a little healthier. Um, What has happened over these last several months since I found Corinne can only be described as a compounding effect. One thing building on top of another, on top of another. And so that walking that I was doing while listening to the podcast led me to start following her four basics. And once I started following her four basics, I started wanting to read the book she was reading so that I could be inspired in the way that she was. Um, And the more I read, the easier it was to change my identity. Of course, one podcast is not enough to completely transform a person. We really have to get immersed in something if we want to make change. And so another way that I was really immersed in this whole idea of transforming the way that I was living was this local fitness coach and mom named Casey who gets on Facebook every morning and she's posting her beach body workout that she's doing. She's in her basement You can just imagine her there getting her workout in while her kids are upstairs sleeping. And it was so motivating for me to know that there are other moms out there who are just getting up and getting it done, knowing that they have the full day ahead of them. Casey is also a teacher, so I could really identify with this whole idea of, okay, here's someone living basically the same life I'm living, and she is able to get up and get it done. And so... I was able to wrap my mind around, okay, this is what it would look like. So I had Corinne and I had Casey, but there was another little piece driving me forward during this last stretch. And it was my last visit to the doctor's office. When I went to the doctor in 2018 for, I don't even know what, I had a cold or the flu or something. My doctor did the blood work, which I hate. And the results that came back were terrifying. I was pre-diabetic, 
my cholesterol levels were through the roof, like really embarrassing to be quite honest. And I was in a lot of pain in terms of my joint health and my muscle tone was not good. I was not healthy. And she basically gave me the truth, which was if I kept going down the path I was on, I was going to be on a lot of medication and feeling pretty miserable in a hurry. So I knew that I could not go back to the doctor for my 2019 checkup and get those same results. I needed the change and I needed to be able to walk into that doctor's office confident that I was on a healthier path. And so on those mornings where I was like, I don't want to get up. That sounds miserable. I'd rather stay in bed. It's cold outside. I had that nagging fear of finding out that I had transitioned over to being diabetic. Of getting that news that I was going to be starting high blood pressure medication because my numbers had reached a level that were unmanageable with diet. And that just wasn't acceptable for me. I could not mentally handle the idea that I needed medical intervention because I could not get control over what I was eating each day, that I had to have someone step in and offer me medication because I couldn't just decide, okay, these foods fuel me and that's what I need to consume in order to keep my body running the way it's supposed to. I started to see myself as a person who was capable and a person who could just take the small steps every day to see some progress and to live in a way that made just a little more sense in coordination with everything else that I valued. Most importantly, the process of going through and starting to make these small changes and seeing success with these small changes allowed me to let go of my limiting stories. I had all these stories built up in my head about why I could not have the life that I wanted. I had this broken body that had failed me. I had an overwhelming career that kept me from taking care of my nutrition. I had these coaching obligations that kept me from getting in the exercise I needed for myself in the evenings. And all of that was junk. There is time. And that's what I had to find for myself. And so as I move forward through my podcast, I can't wait to share with you all of those fine details, all of those strategies that I've built up over the last several months to serve me better. But to close out this episode, I just want to hit you with some questions that might get you thinking for the future. The first one is, what are those limiting stories that you're telling yourself that are keeping you from the life that you really want? Is it something related to your childhood? Is it something related to your marriage or your family? Maybe it's something about your career. Whatever it is, it's time to just identify, okay, this is a story. It is my version of the truth. I don't have to let that story dictate my future. Guys, we all have our struggles. We all have those moments from our past that have made us feel defeated or have made us feel that we're less than worthy 
of something. But we can't let those decide our our future for us. We can't let the moments from our past become the moments of our future. I want to encourage you today to sit down with a piece of paper, something to write with, and just try to capture one of those limiting stories. Get it down on paper. Really look it through and think, how much of this really defines me? How much of this am I allowing to define me? And then just start piecing through, what can I let go of? What can I dismiss and say, okay, that was then, it has nothing to do with now. And as you go through that process of writing your limiting story and starting to dismantle it, try to seek those little pieces that will empower you. Try to find those moments where you can say, all right, I used to think this, but now I'm going to allow myself to think something else. I'm going to allow myself to let go of that story. The second question I want to offer you today is this. Where are the mentors? Where are the models around you right now that you can latch on to and gather some energy from? For me, it was Corinne and it was Casey and it was painfully my doctor. But those people gave me steam. Those people empowered me in very different ways to start making change. So think for yourself, who are the people around you that you can gather strength from? It may be someone in your family or it may be a friend, but it's very possible that those people are not where you're going to find your strength for change because you're so close to them that you see all of the picture and not just the empowering piece of the picture. So start looking for voices outside of your closest community. Try out some podcasts. Maybe start looking in your area for coaches, um, trainers who can give you a positive influence that you're seeking. My final and I think most important question is how will changing your life, caring for yourself, impact the way that you show up for others? For me, when I'm taking time to care for my body, nourish my body, yes, it's helping me, but I do it because I want to offer the best of myself to my family. I want my son to have a positive role model. I want to wake up each morning with wellness to serve him, to offer him grace and kindness and patience. When I'm aching and feeling like junk because of what I've put into my body, then I can't offer him my patience and my positive energy. So this whole journey, this whole idea of creating more for yourself ultimately feeds into creating more for others. So I want you to think about and identify how will making these changes for yourself 
impact how you show up for other people. And with that thought in mind, I'm going to share a passage from a book, Carry On by Glennon Doyle. And here's what she says. Forgiveness and grace are like oxygen. We can't offer it to others unless we put our masks on first. We have to put our grace masks on and breathe in deep. We don't necessarily have to love more. We have to love ourselves more. We have to be gentle with ourselves. We have to forgive ourselves. I love that passage because I think it really speaks to the nature of my story. I spent so much time not offering myself forgiveness and grace and it limited me and it caused me to put myself last and to put myself down. And now I see that the best thing I can do for my family, for my child, for myself is just to offer myself a little grace, offer myself a little forgiveness for my shortcomings and to move forward so that I can have a slightly better life each day. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I can't wait to share more with you again soon. Have a good week. If you enjoyed the message on today's More Like This podcast, head on over to morelikethis.blog for further content, ideas, and inspiration to make the most of your pockets of time. Now get out there and do something amazing. Thank you.